We welcome you in live here from Fall Creek High School, the start of a big high school basketball week here on WHTL. As the boys' regular season wraps up, we get a classic matchup as the White All Norris travel to Fall Creek to take on the Crickets. Mitchell Speltz alongside Butch Halama, as always, here from Cricket Country. Last year, Butch, we saw these two teams match up in the sectional semifinals. Whitehall picked up that win after losing to Fall Creek in the regular season. Now these two match up here in Fall Creek for one of their final games of the season, and it should be a good one heading into the postseason. It's going to be interesting as it's going to be a very diverse uh, way he go here. Fall Creek definitely has a size, size inside, and Whitehall's going to have to depend on some shooting and speed. Basically kind of the... The format that Osseo Fairchild used to beat Fall Creek here earlier in the year when we were up here. Yeah, and we'll see if uh, if uh, Whitehall can overcome that here today. Talking with Tyler Peterson, that was certainly a concern of his. But they'll have an uphill battle today against a Fall Creek team that is starting to play some very good basketball since they had that loss, Butch, to Osseo Fairchild here. They've rattled off five wins in yep. a row, so they're playing with a lot of confidence right now going into the final week of the regular season. We're just getting started here on our pregame coverage. We'll come back. You'll hear from both coaches, Rick Storley and Tyler Peterson, in just a few minutes here on WHGL. Our pregame coverage continues here from Fall Creek. Mitchell Spellens, Butch Halama with you on hand as we get set for the Crickets and the Norse here to start off our first of five games this week here on WHGL. As we look at the boys' side of things here, starting with Whitehall here, Butch, the Norris in the bracket reveal yesterday ended up with a number nine seed. They'll be playing next Tuesday at Bangor, who's kind of new to the Division Four ranks. have had a lot of success in D5. As part of a very deep regional bracket, that they go on the road huge. to Bangor right away. So it's been a little bit of a downstretch here for Whitehall over the last month, but this is a team that is very dangerous, especially the way they can shoot the ball. They're kind of volatile. They can go off, or they can maybe have a tough night, especially against some bigger teams. It's going to be interesting because when they get hot, they've got four, not just one or two kids that shoot threes. they got four or five kids that will launch it from anywhere. I mean, from toe on the line to two steps behind the three-point line. And the winner of their game against Bangor will advance to take on top seed Durand, Arkansas, which I think might be a little bit of a surprise considering the other teams in that mix. Luther, who went to state and won it like a year ago in Division Four. You also have Aquinas, who got the three seed, and then Fall Creek is the four. We'll have more on them. In pretty, just pretty a little top bit. four seeds. <laughs> but all four of those teams are in first round by, so they're off till next Friday following this week. But Whitehall will be at Bangor to get things started in the postseason next Tuesday. You'll hear Tyler Peterson's thoughts on that coming up after this break. The head coach of Whitehall joins me for a pregame conversation after this here on WHT. Back in our pregame coverage here from Fall Creek. Priest will be joined now by the head coach of the White All Norse and Tyler Peterson. Tyler, it's good to chat with you again. Last time out, your team picked up a win against Augusta, a pretty convincing one. So how'd you feel coming off that victory and not coming into tonight? I feel good. I mean, it's a good victory to have, but uh, Fall Creek's obviously a, in a different tier than, than Augusta is at this point. Um, so it, it's nice to challenge ourselves. We've got a week to prepare here before playoff run starts, and uh, Fall Creek's, you know, the, the top tier of, of our bracket right now, so this will be a good test. Before we kind of move forward into playoff talk here, going like really over the last month or so, it's been a little bit of a struggle for you guys. You've been in a lot of close games. You've played a lot of good teams. And to get a win or get back on the winning track on Friday, it feel maybe a little bit of a confidence boost now with playoffs just one week away? Yeah, it feels nice. Um, you're going to have all those ups and downs throughout the year. And, uh, you know, going through after Christmas, it was a, a tough stretch for us right now. I think we're three or four and nine, I think, coming off Christmas. And, uh, that's not typical of us, and uh, I hope I hope we have the changes in place right now that 
that will allow us to be competitive here the next couple of weeks. Now, we talked earlier in the season, you feared that maybe the lack of size would maybe cause some problems for you guys against some bigger teams. Have you felt like you have been able to counteract that pretty well this year? Obviously, you shoot the ball very well, but do you feel like maybe that lack of size that you guys don't have could maybe be an issue still heading into the postseason? Yeah, the lack of size, I mean, that's a stability standpoint of, of the game. Um, you can always rely on, on someone being big and grabbing a rebound or two and um, when we are six feet going against six 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 eights, uh, it's a little bit more inconsistent because truly you just probably can't jump that high. Um, and especially this time of year, it gets a little more physical. Uh, bodies get a little bit more banged up, and uh, big bodies don't bruise as, as easily as, as a six-foot body does, you know. So um, we're trying to figure out some ways. Uh, we're playing with the zone defense you'll see tonight uh, that that's trying to counteract at least a height hide our lack of size, but um, we have to make shots to be competitive, and, and that's what we have to bank on. Now you look at this Fall Creek team, you've seen them before. Bo Volrath, a very good player in the middle. He's healthy now and playing well for this team. And you saw him last year twice, including in the postseason. So when you look at this matchup tonight, what sticks out to you or what challenges do the Crickets represent? Well, they're, they're big humans, and, and they're very athletic, and they're, they're very skilled kids, and um, it's going to be a challenge tonight. Our matchup's aren't great on paper by any means, uh, but they they just ran into Asu who got hot, and um, and that's what you know we like to say once in a while is you just got to get hot for five games, and those five games can take you a lot of fun places. So um, you never know what can happen this time of year. February and March are really fun months um, in the sports world, and uh, I hope we're on the on the winning edge of that. Talking to Whitehall head coach Tyler Peterson. Two more things for you. We talked about playoffs a little bit. You guys did merit the number nine seed in what is a very tough regional. You go to Bangor next Tuesday. I'm sure you're not quite ready to get into the specifics of that matchup, but how do you feel about your team maybe heading into the playoffs or what potentially lies ahead? We're comfortable with where we sit. Um, we knew we wouldn't, we didn't deserve a higher seed by any means, and um, we've had we've had runs where we were 10 seeds and made it to regional finals, and um, we're a scary team when in the playoffs because you're desperate and they're very skilled kids and um, it should be a really interesting run for them. And before we wrap things up, one of the teams that's ahead of you in this regional is this obviously Fall Creek team. So to get an opportunity to play them, especially in their gymnasium with playoffs approaching, how important is this opportunity to maybe play a little stress-free considering there aren't really much consequences to the win-loss result, win result here tonight? Yeah, we, we seem to run into each other quite often the last five, six years here and um, we ran into a regional final here in, in Fall Creek and ran into them twice last year. And um, it, It's been very good battles um, recently, and I, I don't see that changing by any means. Um, they're very talented. They're, they're very gifted kids, and it's going to be a fun show, I think, tonight. Tyler, we appreciate a few minutes. As always, best of luck tonight. Thank you. Tyler Peterson, head coach of the Whitehall Norris. Our pregame coverage continues in a few minutes here on WHTL. Glad to have you back with us here from Fall Creek. Mitchell Speltz and Butch Halama with you live here from Fall Creek. Just heard from head coach Tyler Peterson of Whitehall. You'll hear Rick Storley in just a couple of minutes here. But, Butch, last time we saw Fall Creek play, they lost here to Osseo Fairchild. It didn't seem like they played all that well. Osseo Fairchild had a great game plan for Maybe them. Maybe one of Osseo Fairchild's best games all year. I got to go back to a little bit of Coach Peterson's interview. He said they played a number of times. Our good friend Dave Strasburg, he always gets me records and stuff. This is only the 13th meeting ever yep. between Fall Creek and Whitehall. 
Uh, Fall Creek leads that 8-4 to four coming in tonight, but Whitehall's had a, a couple of wins in the last few uh, years to actually knock Fall Creek out of the playoffs. So. And th- there is a path where they could meet again potentially yes. in the regional final. And speaking of the playoff brackets, Fall Creek merited the four seed. They got a first round by because of that, so they don't play until next Friday once their regular season concludes this weekend against Nielsville and the Cloverbell crossover. But what's interesting about it, Butch, is Fall Creek got the four. Osseo Fairchild ends up as the five. That's a team in the Thunder that beat Fall Creek twice. They haven't lost since they played them, and they're obviously playing a lot better since then. But that's a matchup you might want to circle round three in the postseason. Could be a really good one. I I think you're right on. I couldn't agree with you more. And my gut just tell me it's going to be really hard to beat this Fall Creek team three times especially twice on their home floor in the same year. No, but there will be more energy this time around. And Coach Sterling did attribute the improving health of Bolvarath has played a major factor yeah. for this team. And with him out or him, guys have stepped up. And we've seen a few of them, such as uh, Tyson Flotmeyer, for example. And you'll hear more on what Coach Sterling has to say about him in just a couple of minutes as he joins us for our pregame conversation following this break. We're about 15 minutes away from the opening tip of Fall Creek and Whitehall. Keep it right here. Coach Storley is next here on WHTL. Back live here from Fall Creek. I'm now joined by the coach of the Crickets in Rick Storley. Rick, good to talk with you again. Last time we saw your team play, you lost here at home to Osseo Fairchild, but something's flipped for you since that point. You have won five in a row, and it seems like you're playing your best basketball this season at the right time. Well, I hope so. You know, I hope you guys don't bring us bad luck. The last time you were here, of course, we lost, and We've won nine of our last ten, and that's the only one we lost. So I won't put the blame on you yet, but if something happens tonight, then, yeah, we'll have that. But, uh, yeah, we, we've uh, played a little bit better. I don't think we're still playing our best basketball, at least I hope not. Uh, we've talked to the kids in February. We want to start getting better and better and better, and they've believed in what we've been doing. And uh, with Valrath getting a little, a little more healthier each week, it certainly helped. Yeah. Is there anything in particular, obviously you talked about Valrath's health there, but over these last five games, which you've all won, have you felt something turn for you guys or something improved drastically in that time to help you put you yourself in the position that you are? Oh, I think we're sharing the ball a little bit more than what we were <clears throat> with Bo being back. He's a really good passer. A lot of teams converge on him, and he takes a lot of pride in assists, and we start finishing, so that's important as well. One player you highlighted to us last time we were here, Tyson Flotmeyer, really seemed like he stepped up with Volrath out, and it seems like he's continued that. He's scoring, he's rebounding very well effectively. Have you, you sensed a real confidence boost with Tyson Flotmeyer here this season? Oh, yes, absolutely. He started by coming off the bench, and, um, you know, he, he really he had some uh, minutes that were good, but not a lot of minutes. And, uh, you know, defensively, he's gotten better and better. He's long. Uh, one thing he still has to work on is his foot quickness. But, you know, him on the floor, he gives us an opportunity to, to go inside out with him on matchups. He can shoot the three-pointer. He can also post up. He needs to be a little bit stronger around the glass. But, uh, yeah, Tyson has really done a nice job for us. He's, it's been a big change since he's uh, been moved into the starting lineup instead of coming off the bench. And now it look, when you look at your team, it seems like it's especially dangerous because it seems like you've got four guys who can score double figures easily in one night. We talked about Ballrath, Stanky can score for you as well, Flopmeyer, and even Jack Walden's a guy averaging 12 yeah. a game. So it seems like you have, outside of Ballrath, a lot of guys who can beat you. Yeah, and, they, and Walden is a good three-point shooter. He's been our best three-point shooter. And Flopmeyer, we talked about, 
Um, kid who was starting and now coming off the bench is, is Kramer. Kramer can score. He's been struggling lately with his shot. We hope we can get him straightened out with that. Uh, other kids coming off the bench have played their roles defensively, but we need to have that because teams are going to take away ball wrap. They're going to try to take away Steinke. We need someone to step up. Those two kids you talked about, Flottmeyer, Walden have done so. And uh, Jacob Watke just runs the show out there. He's our defensive stopper. He'll be on the best player tonight. He always is. And he just gets the ball in the right spot. That's his job, and he's willing to play that role. Rick, as we look ahead to the playoffs now, which gets started next week, your team did merit a number four seed, and this real hot stretch down the season really propelled you to a good spot in what is a very tough regional as well. A lot of good teams right. in this bracket for you. So how do you feel about that? You get the first round by, you don't play till next Friday after this week. So how do you feel about your team's position and maybe what lies ahead for you? Well, we like being in the four because we get a bye and we get a preparation. The bad news is we have to play the winner of Asu Fairchild-Mondovi. Asu Fairchild has beat us twice this year, and I'm sure they're going to be not very happy that they got a seed lower than us. Our run at the end was the difference. We got on a good run and won a number of uh, big ball games, of course, to propel us into second place into the conference. And uh, so, you know, we like the position. We played Duran this year, uh, but we played them. We weren't at full strength. They're a really good team. They're the number one team for a reason. Um, but, you know, we played them every year. They're on our conference or on our non-conference schedule. So we kind of know what they're about. They know what we're about. And uh, we, we feel really good what happened with that computer seating. Talking to Rick Sterley, head coach of Fall Creek. Two more things before I let you go here. This is always an interesting week for teams, especially one like you who has a chance to maybe make a deep run here. But you get to play a team like Whitehall, who's done it before. It seems like you've played them multiple times in the regular season or postseason the last few years now. But a chance to play a game against a good team with really no consequences because the bracket's out already, a non-conference game as well. So what's the benefits or what are you looking forward to see in this matchup tonight against Whitehall? Well, exactly what you talk about. You know, we play Whitehall tonight. We play Nielsville in Nielsville Saturday in the Cloverbelt crossover. Two really good teams that have you know, great programs and have been successful. Uh, you know, Whitehall ended our season last year in the sectional semi. Uh, I, some, a lot of these kids were on that team, not real happy about that. I hope they use that as a little motivation, but it's still it's a different team. And uh, you want to get out there and play. And we want to see if we can move the ball quicker dominate the glass and, and see if we can find some openings and find opportunities to score and get other guys really into the ball game more. Rick, we really appreciate the time. Best of luck oh, tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. And remember, if we drop this one, guys, I don't know if you're ever coming back to cricket land, but thanks for covering high school basketball. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Rick Sterling, head coach of Fall Creek. We'll take a break and come back with laps after this on WHTF. Reward yourself. It's a rematch. From a, it's a rematch of a playoff classic from a year ago. The Whitehall Norse are on the road to take on the Fall Creek Crickets to tip off a big week of high school basketball here on WHTL. It's the first of five contests here to get things started. Mitchell Spellens, Butch Alama with you on hand from Fall Creek. Good crowd on hand. Two very good teams trying to gear up towards a postseason run, Butch, and should be a fun one tonight. I think it's going to be a great one. We just had quite a... Uh, rendition of the national anthem by two young ladies. What would you say, second, third graders? Oh, yeah. The most. They did a great job. They even remembered all the words, which is more than you can say for some of the celebrities that do it. Let's look at the starting lineups. First for the visiting uh, Whitehall Norse, uh, number two, senior, Braden Lasowski, number five, 
junior Mason Pintock, number 10, senior Preston Schroeder, number 11, senior Grant Olson. And rounding out the starting five is number 24, senior Seth Lambeck. For the uh, Fall Creek Crickets, all five starters are seniors, and they include number three, Jacob Wathke, number 21, Tyson Floatmeyer, number 22, Isaac Stanky, number 23, Jack Walden, and number 24, Bo Walrath. It's got to be the most experienced lineup we've seen yep. all year with nine of the uh, ten starters seniors. As mentioned, they are a number four seed, but a dangerous four now that they've gotten a little healthy. The Crickets have won nine of their last ten, five in a row. That one loss they suffered was a game we had here against Oscar Fairchild. And Whitehall, since the new year, is just four and nine trying to turn things around here. But they are coming off a win last Friday against Augusta. And with that, we are good to go. Preston Schrader will jump it up for Whitehall against Jack Walder, against Isaac Stanky, rather, for Fall Creek. The tip is won by Stanky, and off we go here from Fall Creek. Ball goes into Volrath in the left short corner. He does a spin move, but throws it too hard off the glass. A missed shot, rebounded by Mason Pintock. As Pintock's done all year, he's in there for the dirty work. Yep, man-to-man -man defense for Fall Creek. Norris moving right to left. Handoff at the top for Grant Olson. They get to the corner for Pintock. Stutter steps, gets into the lane, wheels to the block, and gets it back outside, nearly turned over. Schrader controls, left block, leaves it inside for Lambeck, but his shot is swatted and blocked by Jack Walden. Then a foul by Lambeck trying to get it back with Volrath with the ball in his hands. First on number 24, Seth Lambeck, first team foul. A little bit of a frustration call, yeah. I believe, there. A good Thought cut. he should have had the layup. That was a good cut, but a great block by Walden. Fall Creek in the home white uniforms with the green numbers and lettering, black trim. Road blacks are on for Whitehall with the orange numbers and lettering. Cricket basketball, no score, 40 seconds in. Fall Creek moving from left to right. Pass inside nice. underneath oh. is Flopmeyer, but he botched the layup left and short, but right there to clean it up is Isaac Stanky, the second leading scorer for Fall Creek. Gives them the first lead of the night. Olsen with the ball left of the circle, needs a little help. Good pressure, man-to-man -man defense by the Crickets. Handoff up top for Brain Lazowski. Drives left side of the lane and will scoop it home. A blow by right past Jacob Wathke and Brayden Lazowski, the top scorer this season for Whitehall. Evens the game at two, a minute gone by. Fall Creek looking to retake the lead. Zone defense for Whitehall up top. Wathke goes back outside. Three-pointer is up and off the mark to the right for Jack Walden. Offensive rebound, though, for Wathke. Goes back up top. Reload here, and the shot is missed left by Walden again. Rebound, Pintock right along the far sideline and keeps it in play for Whitehall. Norris take off down the floor. Lazowski drives again, stops left block, goes back into the corner for Lazowski. Rotates back up front for Olsen. And off back to Lazowski, takes it to the head of the wheel. Drives left side, gets body bumped, spins, goes up, and scores again. Nice maneuver inside by Brian Lazowski. He's got the last four for the Norse, and they leave for the first time at 4-2. to two. I think he feels comfortable taking Watke inside. Yeah, he's a dangerous player for this team. Can only shoot it, and he can drive just like that as well. 4-2 Whitehall lead. Entry pass goes inside left and around slowly, <laughs> but it goes down for Bo Volrath. That went all the way around the rim twice, Mitchell. 18 points a game for Volrath. His first two of the night. He's an interesting one to watch against this undersized Whitehall team. Lazowski with the ball, left of the circle, takes it to the top, looks for a handoff and gives it to Lambeck. Back to Lazowski, right side, little pump, and uh, hesitantly dribbles back up top. Backs his way down the free throw line in the mid-post area, spins and passes it out to Lambeck, right of the circle. Lambeck up top, Grant Olson, little stare down with Stanky, who's got a few inches on him, goes over to the right side for Lazowski, one-on-one with Wathke again, navigates inside, body bumps and scores once more. 
All three buckets for Lazowski has come with his left hand on that left lane line, and he's got a 6-4 advantage now for Whitehall. He's strong enough that he can take a little bit of contact and still get that shot off. Lazowski having a tough time keeping him in front. Wolfsky with the ball here, rotates into the left corner. Walden passes around the perimeter, open for three. Tyson Flopmeyer, and he rings the bell from distance. As we've seen in the past, Flopmeyer is not scared to shoot from out there. No, and he's a surging player for this Fall Creek team. Began the season on the bench. He's now a starter, coming off a double-double last time out, 11 points, 11 rebounds against Kadat on Friday. Driving, Grand Olsen leaves it outside for Pintock. Touch pass for Lambeck, good three-point shooter. Pumps, he'll drive, collide, and get fouled. We'll see who they get that on as he ran into Isaac Stanky. He looked like he was straight up, and that's who they'll get the foul on. They're calling it on number 22, Isaac Stanky, his first, team first. I actually thought Stanky's defense on that was clean unless he hip-checked him a little bit. I think it was Flopmeyer from behind who may have gotten his arm. I thought that's who the foul was on, to tell you the truth. First free throw is up and good for Lambeck, and we're tied at seven. Lambeck averaging double-figure points this year at 10 a game. And we're even at 7, 14-39 in the first half. Second one for the senior is a bit short. Rebound to Stanky. So we remain tied. A little better than three and a half minutes played. Wathke right of the circle, guarded by Lambeck. A 1-3-1 zone, rather, for Whitehall. Entry pass goes to Stanky. Swims through the lane and scores the right-handed layup. Stanky, the leader in points scored this year for Fall Creek, but second in average points with 16 a contest. Lazowski into the light corner. Gets to the elbow, kicks it outside for Preston Schrader. He's guarded by Volrath. Goes back up top for Lambeck. Dribbles with his right hand to the elbow. Picks up his dribble, needs help as he leaves it back outside near center court for Braden Lazowski. Lazowski once again one-on-one with Wathke. Drives, now takes a little step back from the block. Can't hit. Rebound underneath by Tyson Plotmeyer. And the Crickets control up by two. 9-7, four minutes gone by. Wathke at the top, inhales a double. Passes right to Plotmeyer, who's got a three-pointer already. Leaves it to the short corner for Volrath. Back up top for Wathke. Jump pass to the outside. A little step back by Walden, but does not take the three. Gets it back. Once again, pass it up. Back up top, Wathke. Extra pass right. Flopmeyer's open for three, and he's got another. Second triple of the game for Tyson Flopmeyer, and it's a 12-7 lead for Fall Creek. Since the first time we've seen them in Osseo way at the beginning of the year, Flopmeyer's a totally different kid. Yeah, and that's a difference-making player right there. Olsen gets to the left elbow, steps back, finds Schrader. Schrader takes a screen off from Olsen, drives inside, good bounce pass on the baseline, deflected a few times. Last touch, though, off the fingertips of Mason Pintock. It belongs to a Fall Creek. It's come into this game 13-9, but a slow start due to some injuries. 9-5 in the clover belt. That's good for second place in the league. And they've won 9 out of 10 and 5 in a row. Up top, Wathke slashes down the lane. Left-handed push shot will bounce in after it pinballs home. Nice touch by Jacob Wathke. Four of the five starters for Fall Creek are now in the scorebook. The 7-0 run for the Crickets, and as a result, a timeout is called by Tyler Peterson. 12.53 to play here in the first half. It's 14-7 Crickets here on WHTL. If you have roof problems or if your roof needs replacing, contact Simmons Roofing of Blair. Simmons Roofing is fully insured, so your satisfaction is guaranteed. They offer solutions to any type of roofing problems, and Simmons Roofing offers expertise in warranty and insurance claims. Gene Simmons has extensive training and is recertified every year. He's a certainty, quality master shingler and applicator. Shingles, steel roofing, soffit, fascia, rubber roofing, siding installation, residential and commercial. Simmons Roofing of Blair. Call 715-964-699. Two. A 7-0 run for Fall Creek. 
gets them their largest lead early on. 14-7 in favor of the Crickets. Mitchell Speltz and Butch Salama with you here on WHTL. Tyler Peterson, the Norris, using their first timeout of the night. So they'll have the basketball along the far sideline where Will Youngbauer, the freshman, will inbound in his first minutes of the game. Only substitution I see. Actually, we have Caden Johnson in as well. And Herman here, number 13. So going deep into the bench here is Tyler Peterson down by seven. Here, same five is out there for Fall Creek. Rotate into the corner. Johnson has the ball, dribbles inside, gets to the paint. From the corner, goes to Pintock in the corner. Had the ball knocked off his leg. It's out of bounds. Good defense by Tyson Fautmeyer, who got a hand on it. And as a result, Pintock kicked it out of bounds inadvertently. Stanky has already affected Whitehall's offense. Grant Olson is lo- used to getting those threes off twice tonight. Now he's looked for that shot, but with Stanky in front of him, he just hasn't taken it. Zone defense again for Whitehall. Off pass up top, Flatmare. Now to Valrep in the baseline. Drives along the left side and pins it in off the glass. Ball Creek started to find their footing against the zone for Whitehall. They've scored on four consecutive possessions and lead it by nine. Brayden Lazowski gets it to Youngbauer, who dribble hands off to Pintock. Mason Pintock wheels around the top, gets to the block. Good hesitation with the head fake. Finds a man cutting underneath, but the layup is missed by the freshman Riley Herman. Transition now for Fall Creek. Stanky gets whacked on the layup, and he will shoot two. You know, that wasn't a bad foul by Pintock. He realized he was in the air, and he he just made sure he didn't get the layup. Number five, Mason Pintock picks up his first second team foul on the Norris. A swing there, and near probably a layup that should have been finished as the free throw is good by Stanky. Might be talk about missing a shot inside, one that was for the most part pretty uncontested. Turns into two points, potentially a foul on the other side. And more importantly, a transition opportunity for a Fall Creek team that does want to run when the opportunity is there. Number five, Brian Birdsell is in, along with number 34, Miles Schmidtgall, the freshman. Stanky misses the second free throw. Lead is 10 for Fall Creek, 17-7. Lazowski will try a three, and he cans it from the right wing. Lazowski is the scoring so far for Whitehall in this game. He's got all nine of the ten points. Yeah. And they trail by seven, ends a run of ten consecutive, put up by the Crickets. Up top, three-pointer is there for Flotmeyer. That rims out, rebound, stinky, step back, no good, gets it again, and this one's good, plus a foul. Stinky working hard on the glass, cleans up his own miss, and he's got a chance for an end one. Falls on number 13, that'll be Riley Herman's first, team third. So Stinky, the team leader in points early on here for Fall Creek, goes to the free throw line to cap off a potential three-point play. Youngbauer and Herman back to the bench with the starters Olsen and I uh, forget who else came in. That's free throw by Stinky is good. Makes it 20-10 to 10 in favor of Fall Creek. Offense starting to settle in for them. Offensively, they average about 61 points a game. That's a number, though, that's been trending up a little bit as they've gotten healthier and stronger over the last month plus. Lazowski looking for another answer for Whitehall. Has it at the top of the circle. Takes it to the right side of the floor. It's a back out front. Johnston drives down the lane. Little shovel pass is Bobo, then eventually stolen by Volrath. And as he was breaking down the floor, a foul has been called against Grant Olson of Whitehall. Number 11, Grant Olson with his first, but that's already the fourth team foul here. Uh... Under nine minutes, under seven minutes into this first half. Got 11 minutes to go until halftime. It's a 20-10 lead for Fall Creek. 
Pass up top, caught and passed right. Immediately, Brian Birdsell with the ball. Fiat's Colin Kramer. Quick rotation to Volrad. Boyce Ryan left. Drives along it, puts it up. He left it a little bit short as it rims off, and a foul is called. Tyler Peterson, not so much in agreement from the Weddell sideline, but they get the personal, I believe, on Preston Schrader. Number 10, Preston Schrader with his first. Team fifth at this rate. Falkirk's going to be shooting a lot of free throws in this half. And that is the result most often as the free throws no good by Volrath. High arcing shot. That's mostly what you see when you have a size discrepancy, which you have right here. White all try to be as physical as they can, but you can only go so far. And Volrath's second free throw is good. And this is quite a size discrepancy when you look at out there. They got a couple of kids, 6'6 six, six and 6'5. Six, White out with nobody over 6'2. Alston drives along the baseline, but we have a push-off ball called against Cullen Kramer of Fall Creek. That'll be number 12, Cullen Kramer's first, second team foul on the Crickets. One thing to watch for Fall Creek, they have left some points at the free throw line. That was something that did hurt them in their loss to Osseo and they're only shooting 59% from the line this year as a team. Lazowski gets the inbound after throwing it in from the left circle, drives inside, power move, shoulders up his defender, but kicks it back to the perimeter. Grant Olsen covered up well by Miles Schmidgall. A little size disadvantage here, working against him on the perimeter. Lost the ball, and it's taken away by Kramer. Colin Kramer going all the way, scoops it in, and he's got his first two of the night. 23-10, Fall Creek in transition. Here is Schrader driving and drawing a foul on Stanky, and that is number two on the Fall Creek forward. Number two on Isaac Stanky, number 22, number three. On the crickets, but like you said, Stanky with two of those, he'll be taking a seat and uh, Volrath back in. So maybe an opportunity here for Whitehall. Obviously, Volrath still a load inside, but when you take out Stanky, who's an important part of the equation as well, that could have an impact on the front court. It's a little bit of a smaller lineup here for Fall Creek. Lazowski triggers it in, looks underneath, and he leaves it there for an open cutter. That's Lambeck, who kisses it in off the window. The cup by Seth Lambeck. That's the first made field goal by a player not named Braden Lazowski for Whitehall. And it comes with about 10 minutes to play here in the first. Inside Schmigall, back out, passing up the three is Birdsall. He gets double teamed, needs a little help. Flips it back out front in between the arcs for Kramer. Kramer against the zone, passes right for Walden. Entry pass for Volrath. Finds Schmidgall on the left block. Good diagonal pass. And the first two of the night cashed in by the freshman, Miles Schmidgall. He handles himself pretty good for a freshman out there. 25-12, Fall Creek for the 13-point edge. Their largest of the night. Inside pass, Schrader spins by his defender, gets all the way in, and he makes the layup. So Preston Schrader gets on the board, averaging better than seven a game. as his first two, 25-14. Norris looking for a stop here defensively. Volrath in the left corner, lobs up front for Kramer, passes left to Birdsaw on the wing. Gets right back as they reverse it into the corner. Mid-range jumper put up from the right corner. Left it short, and a rebound for Whitehall after the shot was missed by Walden. Lambeck in transition, leaves it off. Grant Olsen with the basketball, takes a screen from Lambeck, gives it right back to him. He's guarded by Birdsaw, right of the circle, drives inside all the way home. Left-handed layup will go, plus a foul. Good, strong drive by Seth Lambeck, and Whitehall trying to inch their way closer. They're within nine. Picks up the foul for Fall Creek. That'll be his first, team fourth. On free throw here for Lambeck. He is one for two at the stripe tonight, and he misses there. So the two points on the possession. 
It's 25-16 Fall Creek. Nine minutes to play here in the first. Number three is now handling the ball for Fall Creek, and I believe that's uh, J.C. Hillman. Jacob Wathke actually with the basketball, it looks like. Wath oh, there we go. Excuse passes me. Passes to the right. Walden inside. Back out. Wathke passes left to Cullen Kramer. Back inside. Oh, Good nice tic-tac-toe pass. passing. And there's Walden scoring his first two. Balance oh. scoring for Fall Creek, but to have seven players who have scored for them so far. Driving is Olsen in the paint. Turnaround shot. A lot of contact. That no foul. That black. Tapped out of bounds. It will stay with Whitehall. off of uh, Watke, I believe. Right on top of it. We've got a good view of that one. So Whitehall inbounds on, on the sideline. Down by 11, 27-16. Just better than eight minutes to play here in the first. Whitehall trying to continue their run offensively. They've been doing a nice job scoring over the last three minutes as there is a drive in a foul called. Once again, on Fall Creek, I think they got ball wrapped for that. No, I think it's on yep. uh, Schmidtgall, number 34. Yep, that'll be his first team fifth. And both are in the area, but they get Schmidtgall for it. Inbound goes up top, caught by Olsen, goes into the corner. Lazowski rises and fires for three, can't hit. Pintock battling with the rebound, a lot of contact. And we got a foul called on Pintock as he fell right on top of Jack Walden. That's the second one on number five, Mason Pintock, the sixth on the Norse. Again, that's a key one for a player such as Pintock against the size of Fall Creek. Now, Whitehall isn't playing any man in this game, at least not to this point. But that rebounding margin, you're trying to kind of shrink here a little bit. Pintock's a guy who can really help you on the boards. Fall Creek up by 11 with the basketball pass inside. Off-balance shot is good for Jack Walden. Kind of a little touch shot as he caught it in midair. Lead back to 13, matching its largest. Lazowski backs his way down against Schmidgall, gets to the left block, kick out Pintock, drives and feeds it back outside the top for Lambeck. One-on-one -on -one here with Wofke, a good defender, gets inside, and the scoop shot is good. He's a good defender, but Whitehall's had a nice job scoring on him, going downhill, Lazowski, and now Lambeck does it. That's at least five layups, yeah. all with the left hand, I believe, against Wofke. Yeah, they are, they're taking away the right hands of Lazowski and Lambeck, but they're going the other way, and they're still scoring. First turnover by the Crickets right there. Thrown to Schrader, handoff Lazowski. The trailer puts up a three-pointer. It's in and out, no good. Rebound, Pintock trying to get rid of it, but he threw it away instead. Stolen by Colin Kramer. No numbers for Fall Creek, so he slows it down and gets it to Wofke. Crickets looking to play a little bit slower here. Wofke gives it to Kramer, looking inside for Volrath. They rotate around the perimeter. Ball in the hands of Walden. Dangerous pass caught by Kramer. Lobs it back to the corner. Open for three is Walden. He missed it. Rebound knocked around and saved by Brayden Lazowski as he gets it over to Lambeck. Nice job by Lazowski. He knew he touched it. He went after it. White all down 11, 29-18. Lazowski one-on-one with Birdsall. Or Schmidgall, rather. Backs him down, gets inside, got bumped and hit to the deck. No foul call. Take away by the Crickets. Here's Volrath in transition. Goes over the top of Lambeck and lays it in. Nice control drive there by Bull Volrath. And it's 31-18. Whitehall looking to get some stops and some points on this end. Driving Lambeck, he puts up a layup, but was fouled on the ground on his drive. That'll be team foul number six on the Crickets. And they got that Wofke. That be his first, like you said, team sixth. Aiden Johnston returns to the game for Whitehall. He will give a breather to Mason Pintock, who's playing with the two fouls. Coach Storley has really made a nice strategic move here. He's put the 6'6 freshman Schmidtgall on, on uh, 
Losowski and Losowski just is not capable to get the shots off that he did against Wachty. Alters his shots just enough where he got to arc him and change the trajectory of it. Driving inside, the scoop shot is good by Grant Olsen. Not much of an angle there, but made the most of it as he scooped it right by Tyson Flotmeyer. I really thought when I was going to have to hit a bunch of threes to stay in this, and they're scoring about 90% of their points yep. in the paint. 31-20, three-pointers up from the corner. No good. Flotmeyer rebound. Volrath powers it up and in, and he is fouled. Third and one opportunity of the game for Fall Creek. It's Bull Ballrath who gets the chance at this one, and it extends the lead back to 13. Falls on number 10, Preston Schroeder. That's his second, team seventh. Riley Herman returns for Whitehall. He'll give Schrader a break with the two fouls, so both him and Pintock with some foul trouble. With halftime approaching, 33-20 Fall Creek. Free throw by Volrath is good. Ovalra with 10 points, and the lead is 14 for the Crickets. Low 2-2-1 zone pressure in the backcourt. Ball Creek trying to change the pace here. Whitehall has got to get it over quick. Lambeck does. Leaves it off for Lazowski. Drops to the left double. Baseline pass for Herman. Bobbles, but it kicks back out to Johnson. Now Lambeck has it. Good. Swipe fake. Puts up a three, and he rattles it home. Seth Lambeck quietly having a nice game. He's got 10 for Whitehall, and they're back within 11. It's been him and Lazowski doing the heavy lift, and they've got 19 of the 23. Up top, Wathke inside the arc, passes left into the corner for Walden. Right side, Flopmeyer on the skip pass, leaves it inside. Schmidgall back out, extra pass left, back in the middle for Schmidgall. A lot of contact, no foul. Goes back out, Wathke rotates right, open three for Flopmeyer, and he rings it up. That's his third three here in the first half. All of his made shots have come from behind the arc, 37-23 crickets. Lazowski left of the circle. Five out taking the three instead passed it up. Brings it back out front. Leaves it over to Lambeck. Splits the defense. Had the ball knocked away but taps it back to Lazowski. For a double team comes on him. His zone defense this time down the floor. 2-3 for the Crickets. Lazowski just launches a three. No good. Rebound still loose and it's recovered by Miles Schmidt-Gull. Boy, he plays a lot more mature than you would for you think for a freshman, doesn't he? Yeah, covering a lot of minutes for Stanky who's on the bench with two fouls. Crickets by 14, 4.36 to go. Wafke to the baseline right, missed the shot. Couple of Norths collide with each other and could not grab the rebound out of bounds. It stays on this end. Kind of a nice luxury to have a 6'6 freshman that you can come in and spell a couple of those seniors yep. underneath, huh? And as he gets stronger, he could be a really good player. 6'6", <laughs> six six, but only a freshman. You sure a good offseason or two in the weight room, and I could take you a long way. Lasowski takes the seat, I believe, for the first time tonight. I'll see how they survive through that. Over-under pass. It's caught from the baseline to Bull Volrath, and he scores again in the paint. 39-23. Volrath had about 30 points in their playoff meeting last season. That was a game Whitehall won in the sectional semifinals in Osseo. Lambeck, top of the circle, feeds Will Youngbauer, looking to make his mark in this game. Passes left. Ball partially deflected, but Grant Olson handles it. Takes it to the top. Looks inside, nowhere to go. Lambeck has it against the extended 2-3 for Fall Creek. Lambeck at the top, gets a little space, passes back to Youngbauer, maneuvers inside, gets to Johnston, the corner, rainbow three, falls from the far corner for Caden Johnston. First points for him tonight, averaging about eight a game off the bench, and he's a key cog for this Whitehall team, gets on the board here. 3.40 to play here in the first. Crickets by 13. Pass inside for Schmidtgall. Bobbled, it's loose, and it's recovered by Whitehall. Riley Herman digs it up over to Will Young. Ball, power ball, knocked free, but recovered by the Norse. 
Here's Herman bringing it down the floor. Good hesitation. Drives in the lane. Floats it up. That's Grant Olsen who missed the shot. Rebound for Schmidgall underneath. He takes off the other way. Finds Ballrath in transition. He collides with the Norris, but finishes anyway. Oh, Ballrath starting to settle in. He's got 14 in the first half. 15-point edge for the Crickets. Pass inside was kicked by Fall Creek. It'll stay with Whitehall. Now Tyler Peterson's worst nightmare coming true here a little bit with Bull Volrath just having his way inside now. It's on the boards in transition, just getting him a post touch. He's finding space to make something happen here. Lambeck drives along the baseline, stops, needs a little help, finds a cutter in Youngbauer who collides with Schmidgall, and that'll be a foul on the Crickets. That'll send the freshman Will Youngbauer to the free throw line. That is the second on number 34, Miles Schmidgall. Like you said, it's the seventh on the Crickets. So this will be a one-to-one coming up for Will Youngbauer. Braden Lazowski will re-enter the game. However, he's coming in for Youngbauer, who's the shooter. Mark Storley at the moment not making a move on Schmidgall. He's got the two fouls. At the free throw here, he is up and good for Youngbauer. He'll earn one more. Youngbauer, an impressive player who you figure is going to be a key part of their rotation next season as a freshman. A terrific shooter along with... Such as others, Caden Johnston will be back next year. Here comes Schmidtgall out, just like you were thinking. And they're going to go a little bit smaller here. Colin Kramer comes in. Isaac Stanky with two fouls as well stays on the bench. Free throw here is good. Youngbauer goes two out of two, and now he will check out. As Brandon Lazowski returns, good minutes there for Youngbauer. 41-28, Norse down 13 with under three to go here in the opening half. You said they got smaller, but they're still 6'5 yep. and 6'6 six, six in the post there right now. That's the thing. Fall Creek can play a little bit smaller, and they're still going to have the size advantage. So they've got way to mix and match lineups here. Off key, top of the circle, lobs left into the mid post for ball wrap. Now they reverse it to the far side as Kramer has it. Working that left side, they go inside for Volrath. Here comes the double. Goes back out Wofke, and we've got a three-second violation called against Fall Creek. That was a good job. Tyler Peterson pointed that out to the officials, <laughs> and once you do that, then they pay attention, and then they eventually call it. But typically, if you don't really get on the officials about that, they don't really it's, look at all They get a little axe on that at times. And there's kind of an art to riding the officials as well. Other coaches have told me that you have to be on them a little bit. So they get what you're seeing out there. Lambeck has it right at the circle. Drives inside slowly against Kramer. Stops along the free throw line. Goes back door to Lazowski. High arcing floater over the top of Volrath. No good as he altered the shot. Rebound for the Crickets. Kramer in transition. Passes back out front. In the corner now outside for Flotmeyer. Work inside Volrath. Now a cutting. Flotmeyer to the rim. Can't finish underneath. Good rebound by Riley Herman. Under two to play in the first, 41-28 in favor of the Crickets. Lob pass inside, not sure where that was going, but it's deflected and stolen away by Fall Creek. Caden uh, Johnston coveting, but it was kind of a tough spot to give him the ball. 140 to play here in the first. Pass for Flopmeyer, lobs it up top. They rotate around the perimeter. Kramer over to Walden. Flopmeyer has been hot in the first half, goes back to Walden. And they work it around the perimeter. They got Volrath working the middle with four players on the outside. Wathke drives, passes outside. Flotmeyer open for three in the corner. That one's short. Rebound Johnston. 115 to play in the first. Still a 13-point lead. Here's Olsen on the drive. Got tangled up. And they're going to get a foul here. They're going to give him two shots on that. As they tried to get the tie up there, but I think instead they're going to get a foul on Tyson Flotmeyer. Number 21, Flotmeyer, his first team ace. I'm a little surprised they did give him two shots on it. It would be free throws regardless because it's one and one, but... 
Moran Olsen to the line, 4-2, and the free throw is good. And I will preface that by saying I'm glad they did give him shots on it because even though it's on the floor, Butch, I do think when you're in the process of a layup as yeah. an official, you do see that, and it gives a chance to go to the free throw line because of that, and he makes them both. So whether it was called on the floor or not, made a pay anyway. Goes two out of two. Cricket's up 11. If the Norris can get this down to single digits before halftime, I think Tyler Peterson will feel pretty good about where his team is at. Up top, Wofke gives it off to the right side drive and floater off the glass. No good for Walden. Ball knocked around with Bullrath inside. Still loose, out of bounds. Last touch by the Crickets. It goes to Whitehall. Good defensive pressure inside by the Norse. That's one thing when you do against Bullrath. One thing we saw against Osteo Fairchild is he did bring the ball down a lot, yes. and that's where the he Thunder... He got himself into trouble. The Thunder really went after that basketball and forced plenty of turnovers and frustration because of it. 41-30 Fall Creek, 40 seconds to play in the first. Lambeck, double team, spins out of it, and they're going to call a foul here. Uh, Colin Kramer a little bit too aggressive on the double, and that'll I believe be this will be a one-and-one one still for Falker. For where? That'll be the I'm, second on Kramer, but it is only the ninth. You are right. This will be a one-and-one one yet. The Norse as of late have done a nice job at the free throw line. I believe they have converted their last six. Free throw here for Lambeck is no good. Might have jinxed it there. Rebound underneath for Flotmeyer. With 35 seconds to go here in the first half, Fall Creek 41, Whitehall 30. Wathgear, Walden in passes inside. Flotmeyer shrugging off for space. He traveled. He traveled. I think that's the right call. He looked like he shuffled the feet. I mean, we're a long, long ways away, but I, I do believe that was the right call. Shouldered him to get that separation, which you can do, but he did not keep that pivot foot down. And as a result, it's a turnover. Substitution here. Tyler Peterson will bring back in Preston Schrader with two fouls, but within a spot. And Mason Pintock back in, too, by the way. Both with two fouls, but with just an offensive possession likely remaining here. You can take that risk a little bit here. How big were those free throws? If they could have got those two yep. free throws and cut it to nine, you had a chance to cut it to seven, yep. possibly six here. So key possession here at 15 seconds to go. Whitehall working a little clock. Don't want to work right away. Ten seconds, and now you'll see him go. Lambeck picks up his dribble. Double screen on the right wing for Lazowski. Drives. Blows up a tough shot. No oh. good. Rebound, Fallrath. Full court heave is off the mark to the left. And that will take us to halftime. An entertaining and good offensive first 18 minutes here from Fall Creek. And it's the Crickets 41, Norse 30 as we head into halftime. First half summaries and stats coming up in just a few minutes here on WH. Welcome into halftime here from Fall Creek. Mitchell Spouts, Butch Salama with you as the Crickets lead it 41-30 over Whitehall as we reach the halftime break. Butch, it was the first half that was back and forth to start. It was a 10-0 run by Fall Creek that got them a lead. They did not relinquish, and Bull Valrath looking like his normal self so far here tonight. He's back getting close to 100%. I think Coach Stroller have to agree with that after his performance tonight. But he was going up against a smaller squad, so we'll, we'll see how that goes down the road. Looking at the first half numbers here, Mitchell visiting Whitehall, leading the way for them as Seth Lambeck with 10, nine for Braden Lasowski, and I think he had all nine of those, what, nine of the first 10 points. Yep. So uh, the, the defensive ploy of putting uh, the freshman uh, Schmidtdahl on him seemed to really uh, help. After that, we've got four from Grant Olson, three from Caden Johnston, and two each from Preston Schrader and Will Youngbauer. For their 30 points, they were 5 of 8 for 63% from the line. Seven personals, Pintock and Schroeder with two each. Seven turnovers for the Norse. 
for the homestanding crickets of Fall Creek. We were talking about it. Bo Valrath with a great first half as he had 14-9 for Tyson Floatmeyer. All three threes for him. Eight points for Isaac Stanky. Your big guys inside are dominating for the crickets. Four points for Jack Walden. And rounding out the scoring with two each were Jacob Watke, Colin, Cullen Kramer, and uh, Miles Schmidtdahl for their 41. Four of six for 67% from the line. Nine personal fouls. Stanky with two. Uh, Schmidtdahl with two. Kramer with two. Nobody in serious foul trouble there. Only four turnovers for the Crickets. So not only did they dominate inside, they took care of the basketball. Yeah, the interesting number I'd love to see is field goal attempts in that first half because Fall Creek had a lot of second chances due to their size on the interior. And Whitehall, for the most part, has tried to hold up. I think the big challenge for them in the second half is can they get stops and can they defend without fouling? Because yeah. you mentioned they do have a couple players with two fouls each. They trail by 11, 41, 30. Fall Creek with the lead, with the second half approaching. We'll take a break and come back with the second half after this. Here on W. Second half, just a few moments away here from Fall Creek. It's 41-30 in favor of the Crickets over the Norse. It is our last week of the boys' regular season. No girls game tonight. Playoffs start tomorrow. We still got a nice, decent slate of games going on. Yeah, there's right a now. bunch of slate of games, boys, as we have with the White Hall Fall Creek here. Osseo Fairchild is at Black River Falls, Eau Claire Emanuel at Mondovi, Regis at Somerset, Thorpe at Lincoln, Elmwood Plum City travels to Cochran Fountain City, GET at Altoona, and Melrose Mindoro at Viroqua. Like you said, uh, boys, tonight, but we kick off our coverage of girls' tournament action tomorrow night, as we'll be in Gilmington as Independence Gilmington. Host Oliva Strom. Dave Carlson will be with you for that one tomorrow, and then we are hopeful to have a game Friday, obviously, and Saturday. Well, Thursday we'll wrap up the yep. boys' regular season as Augusta travels to Blair Taylor. That'll be the third of potentially five games this week here on our AORAs. Second half is underway. Whitehall has the ball, driving inside Lazowski, but he had a shot blocked by Volrath. Long pass up ahead. It is saved somehow by Fall Creek. Stanky ends up with it and scores after Walden hustled down the floor to save it. Walden really did a nice job hustling. You know, the 11-point lead, there's a lot of kids that, well, okay. I'm not going to hurt myself there, but a good hustle play. Here's Olsen, the spin and the drive, and the teardrop falls. Over Stanky. A couple of nice finishes by Grant Olsen inside in this game, and then it's back to an 11-point game, 43-32. Norris down by 11. Fall Creek moving to our left in the home whites. Haven't trailed since early in the first half. Has been up by double digits most of this game. Wathke, top of the circle, feeds it left to Walden. Work it around the perimeter. Volrath now on the left block. Feeds a cutting. Wathke over the top of the Whitehall defense. Couldn't finish, and the rebound is there for Braden Lazowski. He drives down the floor, pushes right for Olsen, who drifts into the corner, passes back out front for Seth Lambeck as the Norse move to our right. Lambeck goes up under, takes some contact, Ooh. but finishes anyway. Nice Seth Lambeck shot. quietly having a good game here tonight. He's got 12 to lead all Norse. 43-34. First time in a while Whitehall's gotten this down to single digits. Now the question is, can they continue to string out stops on this end of the floor? Ballrath feeds it left of the circle. They rotate back out front for Wathke. Wathke on the center court logo. Feeds it left for Walden. Working around the perimeter. Flatmire is open for three, and he's got another. His fourth one of the game. He has really been a difference maker for Fall Creek from the arc in this game. I don't think anyone else has made a three for him here tonight. Drive inside by Grant Olsen, partially blocked by Volrath. 46-34 crickets. Here they come in transition with two minutes gone by here in the second. Open for three. Here it is by Walden, and that one's good. 
So speaking of which, St. Faultmeyer is the only one who's hit a three tonight. Jack Walden steps into the conversation and gives Fall Creek their new largest lead of 15 and 49-34. Timeout on the floor. Norris down 15 with 15.58 to play here on WHT. 49-34, Fall Creek with a 15-point edge. Right as Whitehall got it down to nine in the blink of an eye. The Crickets have it up to 15 on back-to-back threes by Tyson Flopmeyer and Jack Walden. So Whitehall getting into some tough times. You're down 15, still plenty of time. 15.50 left on the game clock. Brayden Lazowski, top of the circle, spins, working against the defense of Fall Creek that's in a 2-3 zone currently. They showed this late in the first half and have stuck to it. At the top, Grant Olson takes it to the left wing. Hand off for Lazowski, takes it back up front, leaves on a bounce for Lambeck in the corner. Olsen's open for three, and he's got it. Grant Olsen, a rainbow three-pointer, and the Norse are down by 12. Trading threes here with the Crickets following that timeout, and we got to travel as Wofke walked with the ball on a pump fake. Got a jump stop, but as he pumped it, he dragged that foot, and the Crickets an ill-advised turnover. Big fake. He faked everybody out, including himself. <clears throat> That's been a rare feat for them tonight, Bush. They have not turned the ball all over much. but That's their fifth turnover for the game. They haven't done that a whole lot to themselves to hurt them. And now Whitehall with the basketball, trying to get it down to single digits again. They can do so with a three. Lambeck, high double team, takes it to the top. Leave him open, so he'll try a three, and he splashes it up top. <clears throat> Seth Lambeck shoots the Norse back into it. As soon as they went down 15, they come back with consecutive triples, and it's 49-40. Under 15 to play. Again, still a long way to go. Flotmeyer left of the circle, goes back up top for Wathke. Inside pass, ball right here. Stanky goes up under. The shot is too strong, and the rebound for Lazowski. Here come the Norse in transition. He'll step back, beats Lambeck. Lambeck looks on the inside, nothing there. Goes to Lazowski, left of the circle. Lambeck's got it back. Pumps, drives baseline left, floats it up. Too strong and a rebound for Stanky. Numbers for Fall Creek. Pass up ahead. Here is Walden. He goes high off the glass and in. Goes nice over. job on both sides. Walden to pull up and go it. And Lasowski not to follow him. Right over the top of Preston Schrader there. 51-30 crickets. 14 minutes to play. Bounce pass played on the in-between by Lambeck. Tough one to handle, but he's got it. Gets tangled up. Kicks out Lazowski, who's open for three. That's around and out. No good. Rebound again for Stanky. Falworth in transition. Throws it to our broadcast table. <laughs> Could have ended a lot worse. Yeah. So we'll go to Whitehall after the turnover by the Crickets. Had numbers, but a little too aggressive getting it down the floor. And Whitehall will control it down 11. Ballrath really looks down the floor, don't he? He's yeah, he always does. looking for that outlet pass. For a guy who plays the five, he can move it quickly down the floor. He's a mobile big. Lambeck leaves it inside for Schrader, swipes it by the defense, back up top. Lambeck's open again, and he's got it. Seth Lambeck throwing flames here tonight. He's got a team high and a game high, I believe, 18 points tonight for Whitehall. 51-43, trying to keep the Norse in it. Again, they're looking for another stop here. Pass inside for Stanky, and we got a push-off ball from behind called on Mason Pintock. That's big. That's Pintock's third personal, first here in the second half, first ball called in the second half. It's been a clean start to this half so far. 13-28 to play, 51-43. Walden finds Wafke inside. Volworth hit the free throw line. Takes a dribble through two defenders, throws it up. It's no good, but we have a foul called, and we'll see who they got it on. I don't think it's on Pintock. He was in the neighborhood, and it's not. I think it's on Lambeck, number 24. That'll be his second, team second. 
That is one of those occasions, though. You like to see maybe a high IQ play as a player who may not have as many fouls. Just kind of throw your hand up and say, it was on me, and try and protect someone else who has one as Valworth misses the first free throw. And Lambeck's a guy you don't mind having take one here. It's only his second, as Butch mentioned. Second free throw for Volrath is good. He goes one out of two. 52-43, leads back to nine. Lambeck against the pressure in the backcourt, beats it easily. Now Whitehall's got numbers. In the corner, Grant Olsen swipes by his defender, but then threw it away right to Wafke. Two on two, leave pass for Volrath is low. Scoops it up along the baseline, keeps his feet in. Goes back out for Wafke, and now both teams reset. Wofke dribbles to the left corner, leaves it up. Open for three is Walden, too strong off the heel. Rebound, Grant Olsen for Whitehall. Nine-point lead for the Kirkets. We're under 13 to play. Lazowski high on the right against the 2-3 zone. Lobs it left. Paul partially deflected. Lambeck has it. Leaves it to Lazowski right in front of his own bench. Back to Lambeck. They give him some space, so he'll try again. That one off to the right. That was a deep one. Ball in the corner is loose. It was saved, though, by Whitehall. It stays on this end as Pintock threw it off of Walden. Never gave up and just able to get his fingertips out and then get it off the leg of Jack Walden who went charging after it. Schmidt going for Floatmeyer here for the Crickets. 12-33 to play in the game. Whitehall can make things very interesting, especially if they can make a three here to get down to a two-possession game. Lazowski with the basketball. 2-3 extended zone again for the Crickets. Lambeck working up top against it. Lobs it left. Ball is oh. dropped through the hands of Grant Olsen out of bounds. And those he are the turnovers. Was just like the receiver looking to run before yep. he caught it. He was looking to pass it and didn't have the ball. So Tyler Peterson will go to the bench for the first time. He's bringing in three players. Will Youngbauer, Caden Johnson, and Riley Herman are all in. A couple of freshmen along with Junior Johnston. And I want to look for another stop. Lambeck, Pintock. Are both out. Olsen, I think, was the third yep. one that went out. So Whitehall's reserves coming in, trying to play some big minutes. Entry pass for Varth. They double him, and then he nearly forced a turnover as the ball rolls all to our table, but cleanly played by Butch. <laughs> Active hands ready to go with the ball coming our direction. Self-preservation. Yes. <laughs> Inbound coming right in front of us. Walfke gets it. It's a stanky He hangs in the air. Can't finish. Put back, though, for Ballrath is good as him and Schrader get tangled up after the fact. But Ballrath scores. 11-point lead again for Fall Creek as we continue to go back and forth. Our score is 11 or 13-13 here in the second half. It was 41-30 Fall Creek at halftime. Schrader maneuvers inside, and we've got a foul called on the Crickets. A little, I think. With the knee. Yep. And they're going to get that in Ballrath. A little trip. That's his first team first here in the second half kept the body and the hands up but he used the lower legs or the knees yep. to kind of try and shove uh, Schrader out of the uh, area he wanted to be yeah. alter that path a little bit Lazowski to inbound goes up top for Schrader who's been quiet tonight offensively drives to the free throw line kicks it out Lazowski pumps on a three swims to the defense high arcing floater no good tap back no good there's Schrader right on cue and he puts it back Preston Schrader, a second-made shot, both coming in the paint. 54-45, Crickets. Under 11 and a half minutes to go. Wafke beats to the left side for Schmidgall. They rotate to the near side. Ball in the hands now of Volrath. They double get to Wafke. Free throw line jumper. is in and out. Rebound loose. Tracked down by Schmidgall. Here comes a double, but he gets it out of there. Colin Kramer back to the left side. Wafke in the corner. Miles Schmidgall kept the pivot foot down on a pump fake. Goes inside, hoists it up, and got fouled on the arm as he got tangled up with a Norse defender. 
Now two shots upcoming for Miles Schmidt goal at the free throw line. Also number three, young baller. That's his first team third. So two shots here for Schmidt goal, and his first is good. And the lead is back to double figures for Fall Creek. Norris have gotten it to as close as nine ever since they went down by 10. 17-7 the first half. Second free throw is good. So Schmidgall goes two for two. They will not sub anyone out here, I don't think. I thought I heard a horn. They brought in Birdsall. Yes. So Birdsall checks in. 11 minutes to go. Teams trading buckets here in the second half. Youngbauer left of the circle, lobs it to the right side for Lazowski. Lazowski dribbles and lobs it to Youngbauer. Will Youngbauer drives baseline left, gets inside, finds Schrader under the hoop, and he scores again. Nice pass. Great, feet, great vision there by Will Youngbauer. Nine-point game again, 56-47. Continue this back-and-forth affair. Fall Creek, though, holding steady. They have the basketball here. Colin Kramer, top of the circle, passes left for Miles Schmidgall. Schmidgall on the wing, goes back up top. Kramer rises and fires for three. It's air ball. Volrath trying to save it. Did he get it off of Norris? He did. And it stays on this end. I thought so, too. It was kind of bang-bang, though. Thought it might have hit Volrath as he threw it off him. I just able to avoid getting hit. Crickets inbound underneath. They go to Schmidgall in the corner. He'll try a three. It's off the heel, and Schrader's got the rebound for the Norris who want to run here. Brayden Lazowski in transition, puts on the brakes up top, brings it back to the top of the circle, passes left. Youngbauer's open for three, and he's got them all. Will Youngbauer making an impact off the bench, and in an instant here, the Norse have it down to six. 56-50, and that gets the North faithful going here in Fall Creek. 10-10 to go. Don't go anywhere, folks. Crickets lead it by six here on WHTL. Spelts and back with Fall Creek. The Crickets lead that was once 15 in this half has been trimmed down to six after the latest three-pointer by Will Youngbauer off the bench. And Whitehall is certainly not dead in this one. Got a little confidence. They've hit four threes in the second half. Your, uh, the Crickets came out once Whitehall cut it to nine and hit two threes in a row, and Whitehall's hit four since then. There's been some miscommunications on the zone that have given some Whitehall shooters some space, and they've capitalized, and they're also driving it well. Here's a three-pointer up top for Colin Kramer, and he converts a big equalizer for Fall Creek. His first three lead back to nine, 59-50. Under 10 minutes to play, Caden Johnston drives down the lane from the wing, stops in the middle, and gets it back up top to Brian Lazowski. Crickets are back to a man-to-man defense now. They played zone for a good portion of the second half. Hand off Schrader right of the circle. He's guarded by Volrath. Picks up his dribble, enters it inside. Low pass, handled by Riley Herman. Goes back to Schrader as he goes up. It's off the leg of Schrader. Good recovery defense by Volrath, and the Norris turn it over. And you notice when they went to -to man-to-man, they had Schmidtgall right in Braden Lasowski's face. And he's maybe not as quick as him, but he's got quite a bit of height, so he alters his shot just enough if he can stick with him. 59-50 fall Creek. Norris faithful into it here on the road. Up top, Kramer. Hop pass to the baseline. Caught by Birdsall. Leaves inside for Stanky. Ball knocked around. And it is off the leg of Stanky, who has been stymied here in the second half by the Norse defense. They'll take over here right in front of us. And some substitutions for Whitehall back in come Grant Olson, Seth Lambeck, and Mason Pintock as their reserves. Played some big minutes there for Whitehall to get back in it. Well, Youngbauer made some nice plays. And the others playing some great defense to help them only still be down nine. 
Lambeck looks back door. Nothing there. Gets it back to Grant Olson. Olson's made some plays in the second half. Olson maneuvers inside right lane line. Stops and goes back to the perimeter. Lambeck out front. Drives down right side. Won't go. Rebound for Volrath. Long pass up ahead. It is caught by Schmidgall. Takes it all the way and hammers it home with one hand. Able to fend off the defense charging from behind him, and that re-energizes the Cricket fans here in Fall Creek. Lambeck drives, floats it up. No good off back iron. Rebound Fall Creek. Two on two. Near travel. Finding the trailer. That's Birdsall. Double clutches in the air. Can't finish. Stanky the rebound. He muscles it up and in with a chance for one more as he's fouled. Just with Isaac Stanky and the Crickets needed right when Whitehall got within six. They've responded with a 7-0 run. Falls on number 13, Riley Herman, his second team fourth. And what a turnaround after that timeout for the Crickets. Free throw by Stanky, though, is no good, but a rebound for Schmidgall. Schmidgall gets it back outside, and now in the corner, he thought about shooting it. Takes a baseline left, lobs a pass up top for Kramer. Birds on back to him, and now Schmidgall open for three, but doesn't take it. Crickets working a little clock up 13 with 8.15 to go. Kramer. In the corner, now it's Volrath. Volrath enters inside. Stanky angles it up and scores. Ends up being a four-point possession for Isaac Stanky. And once again, right when Whitehall got close, the Crickets answer with nine in a row to go up by 15. 8.06 to go. We're back in 30 seconds here on WHTL. 65-50. Fall Creek has the lead. Whitehall got within striking distance two-possession game. Rick Stewart only called the timeout since that point. Nine consecutive Cricket points, and they're back up by game high 15. And what has truly been a game of runs here tonight, Butch? Yes. Ball Creek has mostly used it to their advantage to grab a lead they haven't relinquished since early on. So now Whitehall get into the danger zone here, down by 15. With eight and change to go. They have fought hard. That's a good Cricket club that they knocked out of the postseason last year. Obviously a much different team this year. And they are in a little bit of trouble as the Crickets look for their sixth straight win. Brian Lazowski jumps a pass outside for Lambeck, who's had a hot hand tonight. Drives down the lane, needs some help. Is double team, nowhere to go. Finds Lazowski right of the circle. Guarded by Schmidgall. Lazowski backs him down, gets in close, power dribbles, and gets blocked by Schmidgall. Great defense by the freshman to hold his ground, and that's that length paying off. Colin Kramer brings it across the timeline to our left. Finds Schmidgall, steps near the three-point line, leaves it in the inside for Stanky. Backs his way down, kicks it out for Brian Birdsall. Rotates Kramer, open for three. That one's short. Rebound there for Schmidgall. And a big roll. Back. Driving ball ref, scoop shot, no good. Rebound for Herman is there. He hits the deck hard. And they're going to get a foul on Volrath, trying to get it back into Burton, but a hard fall there for Riley Herman. Ball number 24, Bo Walrath, his second, only the team's second here in the half. 7-10 to play, Fall Creek up 65-50. Whitehall needs to go on a run here quick. Lambeck left of the circle, guarded by Birdsall. Backs him down, gets in the paint. Good pass underneath, somehow caught by Mason Pintock, who reverses it in for his first points of the night. 65-2, and now can Whitehall get a stop or a quick turnover? All Creek in a position where they can be a little patient, but don't want to get too conservative here. Kramer goes to Birdsall, left of the circle, back to him up top. Work it to the other side of the floor for Schmidgall. Schmidgall dribbles once, goes back up top. Kramer dribbles in, then back out. Ballrath bobbles the ball on the baseline, able to get it back. 
Over the head pass caught by Stanky. Gets a little deep under the hoop, but still gets it in anyway and draws another and one. I believe he's got four of those tonight. I think it is. He's been very busy and very strong in the paint tonight for the Crickets. Balls on Braden Lasowski. That's his first team fifth here in the second half. Stanky quietly a great player for this team. He had foul trouble in the first half and as much as well as frustrated him in the second half, he still has 16 points as he misses the free throw. Rebound controlled by Pintock. 67-52. Fall Creek with a 15-point edge. Olsen drives, trying to get some separation. Goes back outside for Pintock. Gets him a screen as he goes under it, but stays nearby. Lazowski looking for a little help. Feeds Lambeck. Two-man game. Takes it to the right side. Going one-on-one here. Drives down the paint. Hesitation by Lazowski. Gets it to the left side. Backs his way down. Gets in close as he bully balls him inside. And we got a foul called. That is one advantage Lazowski has on Schmidgoss. He has kind of overpowered him inside. And that time he got the foul call on him. That is on uh, Schmidgall, his third third team fall here in the half. Our stay inbound. It goes to Grant Olsen. Left side, they get Lazowski in the corner. Open for three. Doesn't take it, though. Wasn't open enough. Drives and kicks. Pintock takes the three. It's short. Offensive rebound, though. Tapped out to Grant Olsen. Turnaround jumper, no good. Stinky vacuums up the rebound for Fall Creek. Kirk, it's in transition. Here's Fallrath. Yo-yo dribble, but he lost it out of bounds. Off of his foot. Pulled his head up, and as soon as he did, it went off his leg, then his foot, and then out of bounds. You can just hear Coach Dorley saying, you play underneath, give the ball to the guard. Yeah. <laughs> Had an angle, but I think turned his head up a little too soon. Lambeck on the drive. Hook shot off the glass is good. Seth Lambeck converts the two as he continues his strong night from the floor. 67-54. Crickets lead 13, but with only five and a half minutes to play. White all running out of time. And they're no pressuring right now as they go over to Schmidgall. Schmidgall high on the left, works it around. 2-3 zone still for Whitehall, and they're not getting the necessarily pressure on. Goes inside, Stanky again, able to cut to the basket and finish once more. Stanky with 18, 69-54. Lazowski step back three, but doesn't take it. Drive in by Lambeck, out of control. Flips it up, but scores anyway. Four in a row here for Seth Lambeck. 69-56. Whitehall with a quick answer, but again, they need a stop. Stanky yep. has really taken over inside for the Crickets. Left side of the floor, back up top. Schmidgall is open, but not going to take the three. Dribbles it to the top of the circle. Here comes the pressure by Grant Olson. Flips it back left. Dangerous pass. Caught by Walden. Gets inside. Leaves it off underneath for Stanky. Pivots, passes, and they rotate back up top for Wathke. Again, Fall Creek working the clock here. No hurry up by 13. When you got that lead, you can take it back out on top and rerun the whole offense. A pass inside. There is Walden, and he scores the reverse. I haven't been keeping track, but that's at least seven or eight assists for Volrath tonight. He's done a nice shot passing the ball, and that's something his head coach, Rick Storley, said collectively this team was doing a lot better passing and sharing the ball, and the assist numbers have been up because of it. 15-point and edge, 71-56 crickets. Lazowski down the left side of the lane, gets it up, and he's fouled from behind by Schmidgall. That'll be his fourth, team fourth. And it comes with 4-4 to play. Brandon Lazowski scored nine of the first ten points for Whitehall. He has not scored since, if I have it right. That's I, I have the same thing. Trying to end that here, and he can't. Rattles in and out. It was halfway down. Got to make those free throws when that clock is stopped. 
No more to come here for Braden Lazowski. Caden Johnston in for uh, Grant Olson here for the Norse. A little offense defense here for Whitehall. Second free throw is good. So Lazowski goes one out of two. He's up to double figures in points for the game. One of two Norse to be there, Seth Lambach being the other. That's a 20.9 of his own, and we've got a foul call. Actually, a, yep, a foul call on Braden Lazowski. A little push off. That'll be his second, team sixth. Come to 3.59 to play. Fall Creek 71, Whitehall 57. Coach Peterson definitely didn't agree with that. He said he shoved them. Wasn't a whole lot, but a little four-on push-off was caught right in front of the official. Sankey catches in the backcourt, feeds it over to the left side. They work in the middle of the floor. Hop pass is caught. Baseline left. Shot by Walden. Deflected Stanky with a foot behind the basket. Throws it up anyway. Can't hit. Long rebound for Lambeck. Numbers for the Norse. And we've got an offensive foul called against Lambeck as he ran over Wofke. I think we're going to have a talk about that because the outside official called the blocking foul. And we will see what the ultimate determination is. I think this got overturned, Butch, and it did. Yeah. Wofke is going to be called for the block, and they're going to talk about it. That's his second, team fifth. And Rick Storley, who rarely gets animated, is having a word for the official here. And you can see both of both coaches' uh, justification here because the guy underneath called a charge immediately, but the trailing official did right from the get-go, maybe even before, called the block. So, You know, we're further away from the play. I thought that was a charge, to be quite honest with you. It looked like Wofke had position there. But I would argue, I would say, I guess, if there's an argument to be made, maybe he wasn't fully established, but kind of got Lambeck in the middle, and the foul was called, and it'll be two shots for Seth Lambeck, which for the time being is a break for Whitehall. They still got a little bit to climb here, but they do get a shot with a one-and-one, and then one. the free throw is good. Actually, it's two shots, I beg your pardon, and Lambeck hits the first. I mean, see what happens here. If that's a charge, I mean... Even taller hill, taller hill for Whitehall to climb, but they do get the chance at the line at the clock stop, and Lambeck hits them both. And he continues his huge night. So a 12-point game now. Can Whitehall force another turnover instead? A foul is called, and now Tyler Peterson is upset. And again, I think that's right. It's ticky-tack, but it looked like Caden Johnson had, or I think Mason Pintock rather had two hands. Uh, the ball carrier, and that was Volrath. That's the fourth on Pintock, and the seventh on the north, sending Volrath to the line, and Bull is three of five here so far tonight. Two head coaches who normally have a calm demeanor to them, getting a little heated there in the last minute or so. A free throw for Volrath. It's a one and one, and he hits it. Volrath, who's been quiet here in the second half, gets a point from the line here at 73-59. And Tyler Peterson's looking for an explanation on that previous foul call. Second free throw, good for Paul Rath, so it goes two out of two. 74-59, Norse down 15 once again. Up top, Lambeck looks for a handoff, has Lazowski. Drives it up front, walled off by Stanky. Man-to-man defense by the Crickets. Lazowski drives, drops his defender, and a foul is called on Stanky. And up, foul number six on the Crickets. Number 22, Isaac Stanky picks up his third, and like Mitchell said, that is number six on them team-wise. 73-59, Crickets up by 14. Bintock checks out offense, defense here as they sub back in Grant Olsen, Caden Johnson. 
Olsen hands off Lambeck. 3.20 to play. Lambeck handoff for Lozowski. Thought about a three. Now he'll take it. That one was short, and he knew it right away. Off the front rim and a rebound for Wathke. Nearly traveled in the backcourt as he picked up his dribble, and he will call a timeout. 30 seconds on the floor called by Rick Storley's Kirkens. We'll keep it here for this timeout with 3.12 to play. As mentioned, likely the first of five. We're hoping on WHGL this week. We've got girls' playoff action tipping yep, off tomorrow. Yeah, we start that tomorrow night as Leva Storm travels to Gilmington. Independence Gilmington girls host that game in Gilmington. Now, if they were to win tomorrow night and host a game on Friday night, that would be back at Independence. Yep. Thursday night, we're definitely, we know where we're going to be. That's in Blair Taylor's. They'll be hosting Augusta on the boys' side. And uh, Friday night, we will follow. We'll have a game for sure. The winner of Oliva Strum, Independence Gilmington, will follow. And if one of those were to win, we will go with them on Saturday night. I think the most likely scenario, looking at the records in the history this year, the teams are involved. Uh, Independence Gilmington, we're thinking we'll get a home game Friday night against Lincoln. But there I go thinking again. That gets me in trouble. And then uh, with uh, Independence Gilmington having beaten uh, Elmer Center Lincoln recently, the potential would be for Independence Gilmington to travel to Royal unless they were to get upset. Then it would be at Independence on Saturday. It's a fickle thing to think about, but obviously you got to plan ahead and you only got about less than 24 hours to do so. <laughs> and this playoff format, when you go from Friday to Saturday, Valworth catches on the wing, leads it off underneath. Stanky angles it up and in. He's got two more. Stanky has turned it on here in the second half, 75-59. Largest lead tonight for the Crickets. It's at 16. But another assist by yep. Ballrath. All right, doing it all. That crossover dribble. Johnston down the lane, and he scores with the right hand. Good move by the junior, Caden Johnston. 75-61. With two and a half minutes to play, pass up ahead. Stanky going one-on-one, -on -one, drives, and has the ball knocked away on a shot attempt. I got and it with my left foot. It's coming right at our equipment here. <laughs> In this business, you got to protect the equipment over yourself. Yes. You want to stay on the airwaves. So two shots coming up for Stanky with two and a half minutes to play. Crickets by 14 points. It was the third foul on number two, Braden Lasowski. As the free throw is good by Isaac Stanky. As mentioned with Whitehall, their playoff journey begins next Tuesday. They will be at Bangor. That's a normal Division Five team that is up to D4 this season. And they are the number eight seed. Winner of that game gets the top seed, Durant, Arkansas, in what is a tough region as the free throw is good by Stanky. He goes two out of two, and the Norse have the ball down 16 with two and a half minutes to play. Mazowski going one-on-one -on -one here. Pivots and hands it off for Grant Olson. Olson crossover dribble, spins right side of the lane, gets in close, and he's blocked from behind by Jack Walden. No foul on that. Stanky in transition, takes it all the way and scores. I don't think Walden got him with the arm, but he definitely hit him pretty good underneath yep. with the body. And Tyler Peterson's again looking for a foul. Young Bauer for three, no good. Off back iron, rebound for Jacob Wathke with two and change to go. Pass up ahead, knocked out of bounds by Lambeck. It is into the bleachers, and he'll stay with the Crickets. But to go back to the postseason brackets, Durand, Arkansas, and to put the number one seed in a region that also contains Onalaska Luther, the defending state champs. They got the two seed. Maybe a little surprising, at least in my I, eyes. I, think I the am favorites. Aquinas gets the three. Now, they took some losses in the MVC, but that's all Division Two teams as the pass into the corner is knocked away by Lambeck. And then you got Fall Creek as the four, and I think a seed they earned, but the controversy is the team behind Amasio Fairchild did beat them twice. Yeah. They weren't fully healthy, really, in either one of those games, especially the first one. We saw both those games play out. Masio Fairchild won the first one a little more convincingly. Pass underneath. Wide open Walden. He scores on another assist by Volrath. 
18-point game. Schrader in transition, tries a three. It's short. Olsen trying to grab the rebound. He does. Scoops it up, but left it short. Rebound for Walden. Again, transition. Here is Volrath up ahead. Goes up. No foul call. Might have been a one they got away with there. I have to agree with you on that. Now let it play on. 81-61 Fall Creek with a minute and a half to go in a timeout called by Tyler Peterson to get some substitutions in. Again, that regional in Division 4 I think is going to be interesting. I wouldn't count this Whitehall team out either. I think Duran, Arkansas, if they were to be Bangor, is a team they can match up with. It's a team that doesn't have certainly as much size as this one no. right here, and it's more of a guard-oriented team. We've seen Duran, Arkansas, I think just once this year, and that's a good team, no question about yes, it. But it is. The system, the electronic system is so interesting. I mean, we get these discrepancies all the time. I think if you had a traditional seeding meeting, I think it's more likely Aquinas Luther is the one seed instead of Durand, Arkansas. I think just based upon the conferences they play, and obviously there's no disrespect to the Dunsay Croyd, or Dunsay Croyd Conference, obviously, but we got uh, number four, Bo Killian, number uh, 21, Demetrius Hodges, and number 30 is Hodges. Daniel Soderberg. A full slew of substitution for the Norris here. The minute 20 to go. Our postgame coverage comes up at the conclusion of this one. Driving and throwing it up is Bo Killian. It's no good. Rebound for the Crickets underneath with 75 seconds to go. And Fall Creek will slow things down here. Colin Kramer runs the point. Both teams with reserves in at this point. Midgall passes to Mason Youngquist. Youngquist picks up his dribble and feeds Kramer left of the circle. Pass to the sideline is going to result in a foul. And the line goes Wafke. Also in for Whitehall is number 22, and that is Travis Johnson, a freshman. Another team watching though for the postseason, GET. They've played a lot better since their loss to Black River Falls. They're one who got a number three seed, and I believe looking at the brackets correctly, I believe their potential second opponent, they got to buy for the first round if they can survive. I would imagine Stanley Boyd in their first game, which yeah. is actually not going to be an easy game. A lot of coaches in this area have told us Stanley Boyd's a formidable opponent as Wofke makes the free throw. I think they would go about two and a half hours east. I forget in the school they would play there. I think it was Aruna, if that sounds right there. The free throw is good here by Wofke. So they have to travel a little bit for a regional final game perhaps, but that's a team with the offense they have. They can certainly get hot and beat some teams, and we'll see if there is a boys team in our area that can break through for a postseason run, but... That all gets going next Tuesday. We've got girls' playoff action starting tomorrow. Here's a drive. Left-hand left, no good by Bo Killian. And a rebound for Fall Creek. And another foul is called. That will send Caleb Stanky to the free throw line. 83 with 46 seconds to go. This will be a one-and-one here for Stanky. Falls on number four. Bo Killian, his first. That's the ninth on... Oh, it's the day of it as the 10th. I apparently missed one. Oh, I blew two shots here for Stanky. And his first free throw is up and short. Final total summary is coming up in our post game, as well as our Napa Auto Parts performance player of the game. Which you might have a decision to make on this one. We could go a couple ways with this one. As the free throw is missed, but Stanky trying to get his own rebound. Couldn't corral it. It goes out of bounds. Two white hole with 44 seconds to play. I think I know where you're going to go with it, but you could argue a couple different players. 
Went on down by 22, 83-61. Driving in right side. Off the window shot is no good by Travis Johnson. Ball still loose. Scooped up by Bo Killian, and we got a foul called with 33 seconds left as both teams continue to play hard here. And this will be a for Killian as they called that foul on the floor. Is that so, number one in for Whitehall? That would be Grayson uh, Pranjinski, I believe. Free throw is good for Killian, and you'd be correct. Free throw good for Killian. For the Norse tonight, that is the seventh different player to score. Second free throw here for Killian is straight up and straight through. With 33 seconds to play, Whitehall will back off their pressure. As Fall Creek might be content to slow things down a little bit. Still might play this off out, out offensively with the reserves in the game. We'll see. And it looks like they are content to take this to the end for now. Nope, here's a drive by Youngquist. He finds a man underneath and then stepping out of bounds is Birdsall. Turnover. Kind of gave the impression they were going to run it out. And then a quick attack by Youngquist to try and score on him. So wet all ball, 15 seconds to go. They will play this out, certainly, as there's a near turnover, and it is taken away. Corbin Sell, pass up ahead, and now the Crickets will pull it out. Caleb Stanky takes it in front of his own sideline, and Fall Creek got a challenge from Whitehall, but the Crickets win their sixth in a row as they win at 83-63. We'll step aside, come back with the postgame tolls and summaries in just a couple of minutes. You've been listening to Boys High School Basketball on WHTL. Welcome into the postgame show here from Fall Creek High School. The Crickets of Fall Creek get the win tonight over Whitehall, 83-63 to as Fall Creek stays hot. They've now won six consecutive games, 10 of their last 11, and we are still very much welcome in this building <laughs> despite us calling the last game Fall Creek loss. So obviously good night here for the Crickets, especially Late in this one, Whitehall did a nice job after falling down by 15 points. They got it all the way down to six at 56 to 50. But from that point on, the North scored just 13 points for the rest of the game, while Fall Creek scored 27. A 14-point swing the rest of the way gives the Crickets a 20-point victory in this one, their 14th victory of the season. Whitehall falls to 12 and 11. They are not done yet. They've got one regular season game left. This week before they begin their postseason run next Tuesday at Bangor. Fall Creek finishes up Saturday at Nielsville as part of the Cloverbelt crossover. Then they will await the winner of their first-round matchup. Osseo Fairchild, the most likely opponent for what will be a first-round bye for Fall Creek. And their first game for the postseason will be next Friday night here against an opponent to be determined. But, again, very much could be round three with Osseo Fairchild, who beat Fall Creek twice this season. Whitehall was in it early on. Fall Creek used a 10-0 run to get up 17-7. That's when they never look back in this one. And as a result, the Crickets hold on. They win by 20. And for the final numbers, here is Butch. Okay, let's start with the visiting Whitehall North. Uh, leading the way for them tonight with a really nice game was Seth Lambeck with 24. 10 points for Braden Lasoski. The only problem there is he had 9 of his 10 in the first 3 minutes yep. of the game. It just was shut down after that. Nine for Grant Olson, six for Preston Schroeder, five points each off the bench for Will Youngbauer and uh, Caden Johnston. Two points for Mason Pintock and rounding out the scoring with one was Bo Killian for their 63. 
Uh, they have, what were they from the free line? I didn't get that done. Just give me a split second here. Nine, 13. They were 9 for 13 from the line. They committed uh, 16 personal fouls, which and a bunch of them were in the second half yep. where they, they just they, where they were overpowered inside. Uh, they only had 11 turnovers for the game, which was quite impressive considering how hard they fought this game was. Looking for the homestanding Fall Creek Crickets, a nice game by Isaac Stanky with 24, 19 for Bo Walrath, uh, 13 points for Jack uh, Walden. 12 points for Tyson Floatmeyer. He was four. Uh, all four of his, all of his points came on four three-pointers and rounding out the scoring, uh, or not rounding out the scoring, six off the bench for Miles Schmidtgall. I think he's a name to remember. Yep. His defense was outstanding tonight. Five for Cullen Kramer and rounding out the scoring with four was Jacob Watke for their 83, uh, 11, 13, 16. They were 13 of 20 from the line. That would be worked out to 65%. Uh, they committed 15 personal fouls, and they only had nine turnovers. So when you look at the fouls and the turnovers, actually a pretty clean game for as good a game as this was. Yep. And you look at the final score, I don't think totally indicative of how close this game was. Whitehall, despite the size disadvantage they had against this Fall Creek front line, held in there pretty well, got down to as many as six in the second half, but ultimately just a little too much to overcome. One last 30-second break for us. We'll come back with our Napa Auto Parts Performance Player of the Game after this here on WHTL. Royal. Back to wrap things up here. Fall Creek 63. Fall Creek's Crickets win their sixth in a row and tenth of their last 11th. Time for the Napa Auto Parts Performance Player of the Game. And for that, here is Butch. Boy, I tell you what, Mitchell, this is as tough a one as I've had maybe all year. You know, bold ball rap. 19 points. He had to be close to a triple-double yep. with rebounds and assists. Uh, Stanky led him in scoring with 24. I, I think you got to give Miles Schmidtdahl some real consideration. He only had six points, but he they brought him on about four minutes into the game, and he started guarding Brad, Braden Lasowski man-to-man. Lasowski scored one point yep. after that. I mean, not all him, but you got to give him a lot of credit for it. And then, you know, the role players, Walden and uh, Floatmeyer, with 13 and 12, it was an all-around game, but we're going to have to go with Isaac Stanky. He just powered inside. His strength really let him inside when you got those two big kids inside. Vol, uh, Volrath was willing to pass the ball up and get the assist, and you know, I, I'm going with Isaac Stanky with 24 points leading the way for the Crickets is the WHTL Napa Parts and Performance Player of the Game. Stop in and see Mike or Seth Benedict in their locations in Blair and Independence, and stop in and see Nate at the Auto Center 2.0 in Blair. Tomorrow, Rinder fans, we get our postseason coverage underway. It'll be the 14th seed Olivas Jump Cardinals at the three seed Independence Gilmington Indies in Gilmington tomorrow. Dave Carlson will be alongside Butch for that one. Second of five games, hopefully, for us this week here on WHGL. About 6.30, I'd imagine, start time, 7 o'clock opening tip for that one from Gilmington. Otherwise, that's all for us here tonight. One last time, your final score, the Fall Creek Crickets, 83. The White All Norsemen, 63. For my partner, Butch Lama, Mitchell Spelt, saying so long and good night. Enjoy the rest of your Monday, everyone. We're back at it tomorrow here on WHTL. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game between Whitehall and Fall Creek. Our game was brought to you by Co-op Credit Union, AMPI, Arcadia Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, Norgard Agency, American Family Insurance with Agent Ronnie Stewart, 
Clopsies and Sons Auto Body, Holton Sporting Goods, Simmons Roofing, Matchy's Chimney Rock Septic Service, Arcadia Credit Union, Central Builder Supply, Gross Motors, Days Escape Salon and Spa, Gunnison Tri-County Rehabilitation Services, Hay Contractors, Midwest Natural Gas, Pan Chiropractic Relief and Wellness Center, Alliance Bank, Berlin Energy, Stockman's of Osseo, Tricor Insurance, Osseo Automotive, Tri-County Communications, Wami State Bank, Triple County Council of the American Legion, Ornua Ingredients, Maple Leaf Meats, Tri-City Sanitation, Blair Online Auctions, Whitehall Electric Utility, Royal Credit Union, Napa Parts and Performance of Blair and Independence. This has been a presentation of WHCL Sports. Join us tomorrow night for girls high school basketball action as the Levis Trump Cardinals take on the Independence Gilmington Indies on your hometown location for high school sports. Now back in the greatest system of Wisconsin's our land on 102.3 WHTL.